constantly and especially the hormonal system is a system that's always responding to messages from the environment that's what it is that's what your hormones are you know your brain is like oh this is going on here okay let me release this hormone let me release that one so of course that there's going to be a response some kind of response definitely this is the Alchemize Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hello, everyone. Oh, I am so happy to be back here with all of you and really, really excited for you to listen to this episode because, and I'll go a little bit into my own personal story before we jump in, but because hormones have been such a big part of my life over the past four or five months at this point. And I mean, even before then, but I just didn't know it was necessarily my hormones. Um, obviously if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, I've suffered from everything from gut health issues to cystic acne to migraines. And really this year was the first year that I finally stopped trying to self-diagnose myself, stopped trying to just follow what other people online were doing and decided to see a naturopath and get blood work and hormonal tests done to get to the bottom of what was actually happening inside of me and how to get to the bottom of all of these symptoms that I was experiencing. And over the past few months, it's been really frustrating as well as exciting and <sighs> fulfilling as well to slowly but surely watch the symptoms start to go away. And I actually was inspired to record right now because I started the first day of my cycle today and I am a little up in my feels because this was probably the best, I would say best PMS I have experienced in a really long time. I have minor, minor cramps. I didn't have any breakouts for the most part. I didn't get a migraine. I felt like I was regular and I know that this might be TMI for a lot of people, but I also know that so many of us have struggled with different hormonal issues, even if we don't necessarily know it's hormonal issues. And hopefully this conversation and me just sharing right now will inspire you to know that like whatever is happening internally that is having also an external impact on your life, we can get to the bottom of it and we can start to heal it. And I 
am so honored to be joined by Julieta Durante of Hormones in Harmony to talk to you guys about hormonal health. She is a menstrual cycle nutritionist on a mission to help women feel uplifted and empowered to live their best lives. She really specializes in helping women through nutrition, through stress, um, through lifestyle shifts to really be able to balance their hormones and in doing so shift every aspect of their life. We were talking about it in the conversation, how, you know, getting these things under control is really empowering because for so long it can start with like, something's just wrong with me to, I can't do anything fun in life, whether it's eating pizza or drinking caffeine or having a cocktail, um, to I'm so sensitive. And really, I think that every single body is so unique and we each have a unique formula for being able to not just balance our hormones, but really understand our body and its relationship to the foods we eat, our lifestyle and, um, you know, just the way in which we interact with the world. And so Julieta and I, in this conversation, talk about a lot of different things. And I think that the biggest thing that I want to share going into this conversation is that because hormonal health is so unique on an individual basis, I wanted to be really mindful about not just sharing like, do this, do this, do this, because for me, every time that I personally have listened to a podcast and then walked away having learned like really like practical things to do, whether it be buy a specific supplement or change this type of thing in my diet or remove this altogether or work out in this way. I've always kind of looked at those things as like, ah, okay, this is going to be the thing that fixes me. And didn't actually dig deeper to figure out what was the root cause itself. So what would happen is I would come up against a lot of these walls and these frustrations around thinking that I could just figure it out on my own and maybe a symptom would go away for a little bit, but then it would come back. And so, um, you know, throughout this conversation, we talk about the power of knowledge and insight into your body and specifically around testing. And, um, this episode is in no means sponsored by anybody. Um, but I really want to encourage anybody that, maybe is in the same position as me who has done a lot of self-diagnosis and WebMD and, you know, buying all the supplements to really consider getting tested because hormonal tests are going to give you a very clear picture of the deficiencies in your bodies or where stress hormones or sex hormones are overproducing or underproducing. And with hormonal health, there's no one size fits all approach. And so we could say something along the lines of, you know, cut this out of your diet or include this in your diet. And that could end up being something that doesn't actually work with your body. So in this conversation, know that we're opening up the dialogue about different pieces around lifestyle, different pieces around stress, different pieces around our relationship to the changes that we make in our life, in our diet and, um, you know, in our, in our exercise. But I wanted to be really, really mindful about not saying do this specific thing. Um, because I know that in the past for me, at least when I, just take whoever's word as gospel without actually knowing 
what's going on in my body. Sometimes it doesn't work at all and it leaves me either feeling more guilt, more shame, more stress, more confusion, and more frustration. And I don't want to put you guys in that place. And so for me, I'm a big proponent on getting testing. It took me literally years to finally go and get the tests. And, um, you know, I will say they're not the cheapest thing on the planet, especially when you get like the full hormonal test. Um, however, if I go back and look at all of the money that I've spent <laughs> trying to figure this out on my own before actually going to see somebody like Julieta, um, it adds up a lot a lot, a lot, a lot. So I totally think that testing is worth it. But again, feel into your body. If it doesn't feel like it's something that you need at this moment, then of course don't do it. But if you feel called to explore, I highly recommend reaching out to Julieta. Her Instagram is at hormones underscore in underscore harmony. She is an absolute doll. She is so gracious with her time. And I just really enjoyed this conversation that we had today because we talked about everything from how potentially screen time is triggering more stress in your body and how those stress hormones can impact the sex hormones like progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. We talked about the power of sleep habits and how we are treating our body and our sleep hygiene and how that impacts our cortisol levels and how cortisol impacts all of our hormones. And so it really is an eye-opening conversation. And I think that we really open up the discussion about how to not only understand your hormones at a greater level, but also how to understand that the female body is so dynamic and so beautiful and so different on a day-to-day, month-to-month basis. And the world as it is today really hasn't been set up for our bodies, which can cause a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. It can cause a lot of embarrassment. You know, at the very beginning of the conversation, Julietta shares with me how her dream is that, you know, as women, when we begin our cycle, we at least, for those of you that are in the corporate space or nine to five space or work for somebody else that we at least get one day to bleed and how beautiful it would be to have that recognition and that honoring of the, of the female body, because we really do have a different operating system than how the world is set up. So I really appreciated that conversation because for me, for so long, I completely ignored my body and its cycle and the different phases of my cycle and how that made me feel. And when I started to really learn about the different phases of my cycle, I realized that I wasn't crazy. I wasn't losing it. I wasn't depressed or worthless. I was just going through different phases and I am a woman and that's a part of it. And so if you're interested in anything from cycle syncing to balancing your hormones to really getting a clear picture of your nutrition and um, again, your stress, I highly suggest reaching out to Julieta. Um, again, her Instagram is at hormones underscore in underscore harmony. And I am going to link it all in the show notes as well. And if you guys love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you took a quick screenshot at whatever point when you're listening, posted it to your Instagram and tagged the podcast at The Alchemized Life so we can connect with you and um, just continue to open up this dialogue because I think that this is something that is growing more and more and more as something that 
we are comfortable in talking about and starting to feel less alone in. Um, but I can tell you that like for the past few months, I've felt very alone in navigating all of these things. And I'm very, very grateful that it feels like my symptoms are getting better. And I've really had to practice patience with my skin and with my migraines and with my, um, mental health. But it's exciting to see that the changes are happening and that I can really feel and see my body getting getting better. And so my hope is that if your body is in pain, if you feel like something is not right, that you trust what you feel, even if someone maybe says, oh, that's normal, if it doesn't feel normal to you, that you know that... Um, Julieta at least is is there for you. She's again so gracious with her time and again I would just reach out to her and and start a conversation because I definitely think that she would be able to help you and I just love her so much. So anyways, I'll jump into the conversation now. I hope that you guys enjoy. I'm really hoping to get more interviews out. Um it's been a wild past year and the break was definitely needed to just focus on my physical and mental health, but I'm excited. There's so many people that I want to bring to you guys. And if you guys also have any people that you would like to hear from, again, just reach out to the podcast on Instagram at the alchemized life. And, um, we're, we're back ready to start scheduling interviews. So thank you all so much. Enjoy this episode. And if you have yet to leave a review, or if you have yet to subscribe to the podcast, make sure to subscribe. So you get notified of every new episode and every single review simply just helps to get this podcast out to even more people. There's a fun little algorithm, just like there is on Instagram and all the social media apps and your reviews really tell Apple podcasts and, um, all of the different podcast networks. Hey, I want to listen to this and, and people like me will like this podcast as well too. So anyways, enjoy this episode. Love you guys all so much and see you on the other side. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. It's going to be such a great conversation today. And I've got to be honest, there's going to be some selfish questions thrown in here because I am honestly becoming more and more fascinated by hormonal health. And um, I'm joined today by Julieta Durante, who has connected with me over Instagram over probably like the past couple of months. And I've been following along with all of your content. And it's been just really eye-opening to me how vast and dynamic hormonal health is. Whereas I thought that it was was pretty straightforward and, you know, only had to do with getting off of birth control or, you know, menstruating or eventually going through menopause. It's actually so much more than that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so grateful to be able to steal some time of yours today to share with everybody that's a part of the Alchemized Life community. So we can just start, you know, being a little bit more intentional with our hormonal health. So thank you for joining me. You're so welcome. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's, this is like my passion in life and I can talk and talk and talk and talk about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Me too, recently. I mean, like I said, I feel like this past year, actually at the beginning of this year, what I really wanted to focus on was my body. Um, at the end of 2020, I started experiencing a lot of pain in my body. At the beginning of 2020, um, I started getting hormonal breakouts again. And so I really wanted 2021, excuse me, 2021, I started getting hormonal breakouts again. So I really wanted 2021 to be a a year dedicated and devoted to my body. And as I mentioned before we hit record, that has also really opened my eyes to how 
cyclical our bodies are and how dynamic they are and how chaotic and all over the place and beautiful they are. And that the, I think like illusion of linear or constant health, especially for the female body is, is, is that it's an illusion. And I think that it's just a gift to have the knowledge that you have, because for me, one of the things that I realized in my last cycle, a couple of days before I started uh, my period was I was so emotional. I was like lying on the ground and I, I didn't know that I was about to start my period and I was just like crying. And then I was lying on the exercise ball, just like flat on my belly crying. And then I was like, wait a second, I should check my app. And then I saw my app and I was like, oh, okay, this is why. <laughs> and it like, let me off the hook versus before it was like, there was no, um, awareness there. So there was so much guilt there as well too. Yes. Yes. And I think this is one of the things I'm really, really passionate about is shedding the guilt, right? Like shedding the guilt around not feeling the same every day of the month. Um, I think, you know, because of even in things like coaching world, you know, it's also linear. It's also wake up in the morning, eat the same, do the same, you know, like feel the same. So you wake up one morning and you don't feel like that. You're like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? You know, and we, we start in internalizing it all and we start you know really blaming ourselves and like we are the ones that need fixing when actual what the, the problem is that we're living in a world that is very linear but we are cyclical so we're constantly we've got two different rhythms going on we've got the outer linear rhythm and our own cycles going along and um for me the most liberating thing was to stop feeling guilty you know now I really own it all like I own those bad moods that's not to say that you know we we, we need to like you know have like really struggle with very bad PMS but you know it's it's great to embrace those days when you're a little bit like you know moodier or grumpier it's it's good to embrace those moments when we don't have as much energy and own them and and sit with them and and yeah enjoy them almost you know because before it was like oh I feel so tired right come on get up do something push on through you know this kind of mentality which mm -hmm. is just so damaging for us and for me this whole idea of just feeling guilty I always come back to it and whenever I feel the guilt surfacing I'm like whoa 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 what's going on here you know and then I remind myself of all the cyclical stuff that's going on all the hormonal ups and downs and you know that's when I have that moment of ah okay release the guilt basically yeah, yeah just having grace with yourself I mean I think most of us you know whether it's been at a desk job or you know at a working in retail whatever it might have been we've all grown up in some type of career or placement or path that has really externally required us to be on and to keep going and to push through, whether it was university or for me, you know, just jumping directly into the corporate world. And when I transitioned out of that into owning my own business, every single month, like clockwork, it was, there was so much guilt that I was inundated with and around like my self-worth around not being enough. I'd log onto social media and see other people doing things and getting, getting shit done. And I'd be like, Oh my God, what are like, who am I? And I think that it's a really important conversation to have that not as many people have had in the past because hormonal health and, you know, I, definitely in the wellness space and, and, uh, women's health, it's been 
a shut a light has been shined on it. But for the most part, it's like, don't talk about your period. Like I, my husband and I used to joke around and this is so awful. We used to, whenever I used to get my moon we used to say like, oh, you're cursed, like as a joke, because that's what they used to call it back like years and years and years ago. And so I feel like there's a lot of like underlying shame there around not only that part of the month, but also like what, what's being required of us during that time of the month as well too. Cause it's not go, go, go. It's like actually like lean back and like, let yourself rest and then just be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you made so many good points there. Like uh, there's this whole thing now you may, you've probably seen that hashtag, the period positive hashtag, you know, and it's all about, um, you know, it's not just about loving your period. You don't even have to love your period, but it's about let's start releasing that shame, right? Let's, let's be okay with um, telling people we've got our period. Because it's actually a huge blessing, but so many of us, you know, I mean, it was called the curse, wasn't it? Like our yeah. grandmothers called it that and, and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And a lot of my work is to overturn that and challenge that and go, and a lot of my clients are like, what do you mean? It's not a curse. Of course it's a curse. You know, I'm tired. I get a headache. It's so hard to work. And I'm like, yeah, but if you surrender to it, it's a whole different experience. Um, but it's, you know, one of, I think, one of the things I would love, love, love to really kind of get the whole world to start doing, especially at the corporate world and anybody working in, in a workplace where they're not working for themselves is to have a day to bleed, you know, to have a mm-hmm. day to kind of just really, and it doesn't have to be the first day, but you have that right to take that day off, you know, and retreat and just dip into your intuition or whatever it is you want to do. So many of my clients, the minute they stop and they rest, their period pain disappears or gets a lot better, their menstrual headaches improve. And it's just incredible, you know, like the minute it's it's almost like the body is just screaming like, please stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the minute you stop, you know, the body's like, oh, thank you so much. This is exactly what I needed. I just needed a day of nothing, which is so amazing. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's funny because this last period that I had, it was pretty painful and it's interesting. And I wanted to talk to you about this too, because I feel like a lot of people that I had talked to said that they had a really painful period in July. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious if there is a, um, if you see like a correlation, like collectively with like, especially like over this past year of hormones being, uh, being out of sync in one way or another with your clients or like common threads of your clients going through the same type of problems around the same time. Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's, um, I think I've written a few few posts on this recently, but uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is that women's hormones are the canaries in the coal mine. So they pick up, our hormones are like an early warning system, right? They are because if you think about it, essentially our biology is to reproduce. Whether you want children or not, that's what we are biologically made to do. So constantly our whole body is like, is this a safe place? Is this a safe environment to have babies? So we are very, very sensitive to any changes in the collective, in society, whatever. You know, we, we can predict like six months down the line what's going to be happening, just the changes in our hormones. Wow. So we are extremely sensitive to that. Um, we're sensitive to each other's hormones, but also to the stress in the collective um and hormones in themselves are very 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 sensitive to stress so the minute there's stuff going on our own cycles go go crazy and i see this 
so often, I mean, I've seen it in the last year and a half. I have seen women's cycles getting very long, getting very short. I've seen a lot of painful periods come along. Um, I've even seen women who were halfway through menopause, like, or actually at the end of menopause, get their periods again, you know, like wow. really, really strange stuff. And it's, I firmly believe it's because we are just, you know, unconsciously just picking up all this collective stress and 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 just all the signs and everything. So our bodies are just completely like thrown. Um, uh, and I see it a lot. And I have seen this, um, you know, it depends how political you want to get, if you want to talk about the vaccine. But I've also seen a lot of changes um, in, in my clients who've had the vaccine or yeah. you know, even who've been around women who had the vaccine. I had a client who she was ovulating and she got her period at the same time, which is just insane because, you know, that doesn't happen. It just does not happen. She just spontaneously had a bleed during ovulation. Um, yeah. Wow. Really, 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 really strange, you know, um, stuff because... There is, well, there is no doubt that the papers, the science hasn't gone down there. The science tends to ignore women. Data tends to ignore women. You know, we're, yeah. we're very inconvenient because our hormones always give unpredictable results. So most science is based on men um, or male mice, you know, all the studies. Mm-hmm. Women are just like, oh, you know, they're troublesome because if, if you test women, we're going to produce different results at different parts of our cycle. Um, yeah. There isn't a lot there, but um, what I have been seeing and I think they're starting to commission a few studies is that the COVID vaccine the COVID like virus itself affects blood right it has there's something going on with clotting and the vaccine seems to have some kind of effect as well we don't know what it is because like I said there's not a lot of studies taking place I think I saw that there's a couple starting now but that is irrefutable you know like whether you are you know wherever you are on the fence with all of this stuff like I think the science is going to start showing us that there are kind of effects definitely Yeah, totally. I mean, and it just seems like kind of obvious to me with like anything that we put in our body, it's going to affect our hormones in some sort of way, you know, anything from like what we consume when we're just like opening up our cell phone and looking at the news or go scrolling through Instagram or, you know, the food that we are consuming in our fridge, like any consumption is going to affect our bodies in some sort of way. So obviously, um, putting, a, putting either a infection in our body or, um, a vaccine in our body is going to have some sort of effect. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, undoubtable, like you say, everything we're constantly and especially the hormonal system is a system that's always responding to messages from the environment. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what your hormones are. You know, your brain is like, Ooh, this is going on here. Okay. Let me release this hormone. Let me release that one. So of course that there's going to be a response, some kind of response. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm curious where you start with your clients. So, you know, as a background, cause I'm going to go into selfish questions now. And, <laughs> and, um, as a background, I have dealt with cystic acne, like my entire life. And mm-hmm. I, um, in 2020, it completely cleared up, but then come like February, 2021, it started coming back again. And, I have gotten blood work done. I know that I have high level of adrenal stress. Um, Other than that, I eat really healthy. I would say that, you know, I'm pretty connected to my cell phone because of the work that I do. So I'm curious, like when those types of problems start to arise, where do you usually start with your clients so that they can get to the bottom of like whatever their symptoms are stemming from? Yeah. So 
I love to do like a very kind of comprehensive, like history taking, etc. Um, but I also I, I am a real science geek as well. So I've got this kind of, you know, I, I that's kind of like my background. And I, I also love all the completely like out there stuff as well. I love it all. Um, but my background is in like a lot of science and functional medicine. So I do testing with my clients and we go as deep as we can possibly go. So, for example, for yourself with the acne, I would be saying what's going on with the gut. So I would do a gut mm -hmm. test and I would see what was happening there. I would see if you were absorbing your nutrients properly, etc. Um, then I would also think about what was happening with your liver. Right. Like I would, I would maybe do like a detox profile and I would see if you've got toxins coming from all sorts of places, potentially yeah. your environment. Um, and then I would do like the full hormone testing. And it's very different to the testing you would just like the blood work you would get from your doctor. This is like um, functional testing. So it goes super deep. Um, it tests like different. So, for example, we have more than one type of estrogen. And most people, when they hear that, they're like, what? I didn't know that, you know. So we have different types of estrogen. We have different types of testosterone. And this testing goes really, really deep and really, really unpicks everything and gives me like a really good picture of what's going on for that person. You know, it's really, really individualized. And, you know, some of my clients are like, what did my test come back? And there's nothing there. And then I'm like, there's never nothing there. You know, there's yeah. always interesting information. There's always stuff we can unpick. And it is about putting it all together and working it out. You know, um, you know, I don't know in your journey when you said you did the tests, which tests you did, if they came up with anything at all, mm -hmm. or was it very inconclusive? Yeah, I'll be interested if if you want to, you know, share yeah. more know kind of where yeah yeah so um I have high levels of DHEA and mm. um that thank you to chin hairs that are showing up on my chin um <laughs> so for producing more androgen hormones than um than like estrogen right is, is that how how it would be considered androgen yes. hormones versus, yeah so that was like the big one and then the adrenal stress was probably what was causing what is causing the routing into DHEA instead of progesterone yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 And then as you know, obviously once you've got the DHEA, it, it usually goes down the testosterone pathway. Testosterone mm -hmm. loves to um, stimulate sebum production, overstimulate mm -hmm. sebum, and then boom, you've got your, your cystic acne. Um, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but yeah, the DHEA, you know, it's definitely, it's good that you know that that's, it's the adrenals, you know, like, because, you know, how, if you didn't test or anything, and even if somebody, if I told you, look, I think it's the adrenals and I think it's your stress or whatever, yeah. you'd be like, yeah, you know what I mean? But it's it's only until you do the testing and you get the very totally. specific stuff that you're like, wow, I really did not know that. You know, like it's, it's fascinating because you say that about your phone and I wonder whether some of it is the phone use and that mm -hmm. kind of you know the adrenaline the dopamine all of that stuff firing you know because it's it's hard to control that when we're on our phones you know but then for somebody to tell you potentially it is linked to your phone use you know it, it's such a weird connection that you would think hmm, but you've got to think about all those triggers because you know if you've got this kind of like this stress firing up this DHEA production that's essentially going to trickle down to your testosterone so yeah it's fascinating isn't it you're like wow yeah. I didn't 
you just think yeah <laughs> totally to that you know totally totally well for me because when I first had started before I got the blood work back it was like yeah lower your stress levels I'm like I do breath work and meditate every single fucking day like I don't know how else to lower my stress levels so it has to be something sneaky because I eat healthy too I take my vitamins I do like yeah. all of the things that you should yeah. do and so I think that that can be really frustrating for people especially when we're just in like the self-diagnosis WebMD phase which I was for a very long time um yeah. so going in and getting testing was the best possible thing I could have ever done um and I mm. highly recommend it for anybody because I think at a certain point you just get sick and tired of trying to like figure it out out yourself or just like kind of like sticking clues together based off of Instagram posts. And it's not to say that there's not valuable information out there. Of course there is, but you don't have the full picture of what's like actually happening in your body until you get that testing done. Definitely. And the Instagram posts are there. The, the what I write my posts to get women thinking, you know, like, oh, okay. And I get them to also make them feel okay about themselves. Like, you know, the, this is what's happening, but it's, it should just be the beginning of a journey in a way, you know, mm-hmm. like, how can I find out more? What else can I do? And reaching out. And the wonderful thing is there are so many amazing people you can reach out to now and get that help, you know? Um, and it's, it's fascinating because yeah, potentially for you, it is this phone stuff, you know, like I know, for some of my clients, it's some really weird connections that they they just don't even understand. They're just like, really, that's my 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 thing. And quite often, this is a, I think a, a, one of the first nu- nutritionists. Like I don't when you even know when she was around, like the 1930s or something. I think she said, the thing that you struggle to give up the most is the thing that is probably causing your issues you know mm, like you know there's yeah. always that one thing isn't there that like I, I love what you said you're like I do the breath work I do the meditation I do all this but but because of the work you do and because of everything else potentially it's that it's the thing that we can't quite let go of you know it happens to my clients sometimes with caffeine they can give up alcohol yeah. they can do all of the things but they're like don't tell me to give up my coffee. And I'm like, I think it's the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily I only do like one cup of coffee a day, if even that. So I'm like, it's definitely not the coffee. I don't have to get rid of the coffee, but yeah, the phone usage. Cause I think like, as you were talking, the thing that also comes up is like, maybe you're not on your phone for work or maybe you're not on your phone as often as like I am or somebody who is literally like making a living off of like showing up online. But mm. how are you feeling when you're on your phone? Like yes. even if you're not looking at news or reading through crazy comment sections, how do you feel looking at so-and-so's Instagram stories of them jet setting in Greece? How do you feel, you know, seeing someone that you went to high school with get engaged and you're not at that point yet and you really want to be with your partner? Like what is, what is it, creating emotion wise, like chemically in your body, even if you're only on there for 10 or 15 minutes a day, I think that that's like a really like important, like insight to have and just awareness to have. Because for me, I know that if there's times when I go online and I'm just like mindlessly scrolling and I'm noticing like, oh, I'm thinking like, gosh, I wish I had that or blah, 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 whatever it might be. And it's like weakening my, my self-worth or my confidence that that's creating a chemical reaction in my body. And that chemical reaction is either um, helping me or it's harming me. Yes. 
Absolutely. You know, and if you want to break it down into the biochemistry, it's probably going to be some kind of cortisol like being released. And, you know, we don't want too much cortisol. It stays around too long. It causes problems. You know, if we want to get geeky with our blood sugar, with our hormones, you know, like the whole thing. Um, so one of the tests I do, it looks at the way your cortisol curve and it's fascinating to see what's happening with that sometimes. Like, and I can say, because I've been doing this test for like maybe seven or eight years now, I can actually tell you that I have seen a difference in maybe the last five or six years at seeing this change in the curve in a lot of women, because we're going to bed exhausted, but wired from all the phone and the screen use, and mm-hmm. it should pull you down and everybody's is starting to like go up like that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm like, how's your sleep? I'm sure, you know, and it's always like, oh, my sleep's terrible. And I'm like, here yeah. we go. Because it's also the impact on all these other things on your digestion. You yeah. know, like if you, go, if you go on the phone, like you say, and you have this moment when you see something, we know those feelings, you know, that oh, our, our energy changes, doesn't it? We know it. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to know it's cortisol. We just go, oh, and you've, you've got that there. And that's the moment where maybe you might, you might start eating something. You're not going to digest it properly because your cortisol blocks your digestion. You're not going to get nutrition from that. Um, and it's going to totally mess up. It's going to have a knock-on effect for five, six, seven hours, you know, and then mm-hmm. that phone use at night as well will impact, like I said, sleep. And it's fascinating because I see it. It's great to show people this curve because I'm like, look, we can see it you know I yeah. know I know that you're not um you know doing your sleep hygiene or anything like that and I yeah. did the test on myself and I was the same I am very very <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it I'm owning up to it yeah so is the curve like cortisol released throughout the day yeah so cortisol oh, wow. has a very specific pattern it kind of um starts rising a little bit before we wake up like an hour before and then uh you know just after waking it hits its peak that's like when we should be feeling our best mm-hmm. and then as it should be coming down you know about lunchtime and then evening it should be really kind of smooth and very very low and those those are nights when you're going to have great sleep it's a it's a circadian rhythm basically that's what it is it's a it's another cycle isn't it like we've got our men's cycle our monthly cycle we've got our 24-hour cycle and they, they feed off each other so if the 24-hour one is kind of wonky then the, the you know the monthly one is also going to suffer and it's fascinating um yeah, yeah you can have. so if you're waking up and you're feeling tired is that a sign that your cortisol is not releasing properly Yes, it's usually a sign. We'll usually see the flip end of the other day was high and then it's just all over Mm. the place. You're not having that really nice... It's called the cortisol awakening response, right? So we want to see it really nicely peaking. Um, it could it could be lots of things, but yeah, it's 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 usually well the causes of it, but you know it's it's just not peaking basically. Um, but some great ways to get it going are like daylight exposure when you wake up so mm-hmm. you know getting up and opening your windows even if you go for like a 10 minute walk outside that exposure on your eyes is a really it's almost like a gym for your cortisol mm-hmm. like production mm-hmm. it's amazing um that can be really 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 helpful if you know, if it's winter or people are living in very dark climates, like getting like a little lamp, you know, like a little sad lamp, sun, sun lamp thing, you know, the um mm-hmm. the alarm clocks, they can really help as well. That's probably the best way to retrain your cortisol. Um oh, and licorice, licorice tea is very good as well. Okay. In the morning or at night? In the morning, in the morning. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really good for giving it that boost. Um, but you kind of have to do stuff, you need just need to keep on telling your body 
this is this time, this is this time, you know, because I think what's happening is we're not really, you talked about this at the very beginning, you know, like it's it's very linear. We're not listening to our bodies sometimes and we're not sending our bodies a signal. So we've got to yeah. be like, hey, it's morning. Hey, it's lunchtime, you know, and, and just do these things that connecting us to nature, to sunlight. So, so, so important. It's crazy how important that is. Yeah. I mean, at our last house, we had blackout shades in our bedroom and my husband loved using the blackout shades. But for me, I could not like, and this was definitely when I was struggling a lot more with my hormones. I could not wake up. I literally had to grab my phone and like shine blue light in my eyes. So I would wake up, which sounds so awful. And now that we're at our new house, we have like all of these really big, beautiful windows in our master bedroom. We don't have any shades. And it's so funny. Cause I think after like our first night of sleeping there, even he was like, he was at first, he's like, Oh, we need to get blackout shades. I'm like, no, I really want to like wake up with the sun. And, um, after yeah. our first night of, of waking up there, he's like, wow, like I feel totally different. And it's so true that like, when we have that exposure in the morning, it just like really helps our bodies say like, Oh, okay, it's time to wake up. Um, I had a conversation with Andy Mant, who is the founder of blue blocks. They do blue light blocking glasses. And he was mm-hmm. saying that every time that we look at our phone and like our shining blue light in it, in our eyes, essentially what that's doing is signifying to our brain that it's solar noon. So when we do that, when we're about to fall asleep, it's our body, it's telling our body, Oh no, 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 it's still lunchtime. It's still, it's still daytime. Don't go to sleep yet. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, think about that, you know, the effects it's going to have on our hormones because it's all feedback mechanisms. They're all talking to each other, you know, but you keep on getting this weird signal coming in all the time. Like it's midday, it's noon, it's noon. And everything else is like, is it? Oh, okay. And you know, you're not going to have that slowing down, that calming down. So yeah, blue light glasses. Yes, definitely, definitely needed. And actually trying to get off the phones at night, which is, you know, I think, a huge problem for so many people because yeah. a lot of us are using it as a form of relaxation now in the evenings it's what mm-hmm. you do you want to numb out you just sit there you scroll but yeah it's um not good <laughs> yeah it's like a little binky soothing you but not actually soothing you <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so when you're working with cortisol levels, and I can imagine that anyone listening is probably like, oh, I probably have my, my cortisol levels probably need to be balanced out a little bit. How, I know it's different for a person, obviously, but what do you usually see as like an average of how long things start to kind of take to start to get back into harmony? Actually, not that long um, because stress hormones are very responsive, right? Because they have to be. Because if you think about it, it's all about running away from the saber-toothed tiger right. and all this kind of stuff, yeah? So they're actually, they're much faster than our sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone. They would take probably three to six months, but the stress hormones, you can see some great results in a month or two. That's really what I love about working with stress hormones because they are really, really responsive and it's even like tiny things like that, like just getting up and looking at the daylight or a little bit of meditation or just changing your diet a bit. And actually the effects are huge. So yeah, I see sometimes, especially with the cortisol curve, I can get clients to get see witness big changes within yeah month or two generally. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. And I mean, those stress hormones play into the um, the, the other hormone, what, what kind of hormones did you call them? The estrogen? Yeah, so the, the, what the sex hormones. Sex. Okay. So yeah. Estrogen, progesterone. Yeah. Massively, massively. 
So with the process of first getting your stress hormones in check, and I mean, at the same time, also getting your sex hormones in check, what are the like typical things that you focus on with clients as far as like, is it diet and nutrition? Is it supplements? Like what are the important like key pieces? Yeah, the, the, the key piece is nutrition for me. Like that's what I really love doing. Um, and then I start with like the, the it's almost like the, a pyramid. I like to imagine it, you know, we do all like the fundamentals, what everybody has to do for good health and good hormones. And then we build and build and build. I do like using supplements, but I, I always, I only want to use supplements when they are really like targeted and intelligent and like really good quality. You know, I don't like this kind of just throw a load of supplements. So many people come to me and they literally come with bags you know oh my gosh that was me. Like, I was, I, yeah I'm like where did I even get these from because no doctor told me to get these I know and I love questioning my clients I'm like so why do you take this they're like oh I actually have no idea or things like yeah because yeah. a friend of a friend told me I should take yeah, it and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, this influencer <laughs> with no health degree told me to take it <laughs> yeah so um so I, I and I will use supplements but I generally only use them once we've done the testing because I want to use like the very targeted ones and you know people have this conception misconception really that all supplements are good for you because they are natural but actually some supplements can be harmful and they might not be the ones for you so you've got to be really careful with them um you know even basic ones like Vitamin D, vitamin A, these are, get stored in the liver. So if you take these continuously for many years, actually you can get, it can lead to toxicity, you know? So mm-hmm. and some people are just like, I don't know, they, they're just on things for years and they're not working or they're actually underlining, underlying their health conditions now because, you know, they, they've been driving like certain pathways, chemical pathways or whatever. So, so yeah, it's basically nutrition and then we, we build and build and then we do supplements, but I also look at lifestyle, you know, it's, it's gotta be like everything, you know, because you can have a great diet, but if if you are literally, I mean, not to, well, but let's bring up the phones again, you know, but if you're sat there, you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is scroll, scroll, scroll. You are not fulfilled in your life. You know, there's a lot of issues. I don't know, in your relationships, in your workplace or whatever, you're only ever going to get so far with, with nutrition. And actually you're not going to get very far at all um, just with that thing. So it is like a whole lifestyle revamp and, and everything else as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can just share from my experience because earlier this summer I started doing, I started going to F45, which does uh, the functional workouts that are 45 minutes long. And some of them are strength strength training based. And then some of them are more cardio based. And I, at first I was going like two to three times a week. I was seeing like really amazing results. And then I started going four to five times a week because I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I did a 45 day challenge with them. And started, um, like doing a calorie deficit of like 1200 calories a day. And I was not losing any weight. I was not able to sleep. And I realized that my adrenal, my adrenals were just like so amped up. And like, I was so <laughs> wired every night that my, and my body was like, hold on to the weight, hold on to the fat, don't let it go. Because I was just pushing my body so hard. And that was like a big wake up call for me that like, Oh, just because, you know, working out or calorie deficits or eating in a certain way is pushed in like the mainstream doesn't actually mean that it's going to work for your body. If what's happening internally, like underlying is 
um, asking for something else. And I realized that my body wasn't asking for me to push harder or to work out more or to eat less, um, or eat healthier. It was like actually asking for slowness and like, yes, continue moving your body, but don't, don't be like overexerting it. That's, that's making things worse. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, I think the fitness industry and the wellness industry, there are just so many misconceptions and it goes back to, again, a lot of the, the data and the science and everything, the studies, they're all men. So we always end up in this position where we are, we are exercising like men, right? We are doing everything like men. And then we're surprised when we end up not being able to sleep or actually gain weight. I mean, I see this in a lot of my perimenopausal clients. So this is like maybe, I don't know, I, I think perimenopause starts around 35. It's very subtle. You don't really pick it up for a few years, but there are a few changes. Um, and then one of the things that happens is your body composition starts changing a bit just because this is the way it naturally is so then I get a lot of my type a personality clients are like push harder I have pushed my life (laughs) if I push even more now I'm gonna succeed right because this is a pattern that I know well and this works for me right um (laughs) and then they're just like like, (laughs) we all are all of us you know but I get clients who like they do like punishing regimes they get up at 4 a.m they're in the gym for an hour until five they're doing like crazy crazy stuff huge like you said restrictions a calorie restriction and nothing is working but they're ending up their mental health is suffering their yeah. periods are going really weird you know they're getting heavier periods they're getting period pain uh their pms is horrific and it's because we this is a huge stress on our adrenals as you know and our cortisol is just firing like at ridiculous amount and the minute that happens everything else suffers um but i see this so often and you know it's you know, obviously you have the self-awareness and you realized actually my body needs me to slow down, but this is like probably the, the, the sort of like the most challenging work I do with a lot of my clients is you actually need to stop doing all this or, Oh, you know, I, I'm like, how about a gentle yoga? And I can see the look on their faces. <laughs> just yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'll do a stanga. I'm like, no, 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 not a stanga. <laughs> I'm going to stick myself in 120 degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, no, not the hot stuff, not the yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. How They're about yin yoga? <laughs> <laughs> and they just look at me as if I'm completely nuts. Or even I say to them sometimes, you know, like actually meditation might help you. I don't like focusing on weight loss, right? I don't believe it's a healthy way to approach our body, but you know, like in, in general to feel better on our bodies. And if the, the client wants to lose a bit of weight, I'm like, meditation will help you to lose weight. And they look at me as if I'm completely like insane by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was reading this book, um, breath by James Nestor. I don't know if you've read it before, but they ha- did a whole study that showed even how like exhaling and, um, and cer- certain types of breathwork styles can help you to lose weight, not only because certain breathwork styles help with digestion and either creating an inner fire or, releasing and relaxing before, before eating. Um, but also I think that there's something I am going to paraphrase it, but there's a weight to carbon dioxide in the body. And there were studies done that showed that part of weight loss is the release of excess carbon dioxide, which was super interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I think that it's been really interesting to rebel against a lot of 
the modern society and how things should be done. And I really think that's how taking charge of women's hormonal health is. It's like a rebellion, right? Against, against the external to focus on like what's actually happening in here. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really the whole, like, I mean, this is the topic for another day. I think the whole, like the body image stuff and all this, you know, it's very much, we're just kind of uh, like, dipping into the, the kind of the patriarchal gaze, the male gaze, all of this, we really measure ourselves up against all of this. And we feel so bad when we don't measure up to all of these ideals. And for me, I've been doing a lot of work with my clients and in my membership uh, on um, intuitive eating. And mm-hmm. um, we've been really, really getting into it. And a lot of women have been like, I have had enough of that voice inside me, you know, that 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 patriarchal voice that tells me I'm too fat or too ugly or too old, you know, and they get really like it's that rebelling and they, they get really fired up. And I'm seeing these wonderful transformations in them because they're no longer like, oh, I really want to be this dress size. They're like, fuck that dress size. <laughs> you know, it's like I want to be me. And it's 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 beautiful to see. But it's just, yeah, there's a lot of rebelling to be done. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like it's just like it's a daily practice, right? A daily commitment and devotion to really letting go of like the structures and like the boxes that society has placed around us and getting clear on like what healthy means for us and what happy means for us. Because ultimately, you know, this work is, it's not in how skinny you can be. It's in like how healthy can I, can I feel? Because when I feel healthy, I'm, I have more energy. When I feel healthy, I'm happy. When I feel healthy, I want to, you know, go out and do the things that I want to do in my life. I don't want to just like, you know, wallow in, wallow in my sadness or feel sorry about myself. Like my healthiness allows me to be all that I can be in this lifetime and whatever dress size that looks like and whatever quote unquote diet that is. And I think that what I have been really focusing on is like, what, how can I like, how can I be healthy, like mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, and physically healthy? Yeah. Yes. And I think just focusing on the health thing is just such a like a much more positive way to look at things and there is being like a greater shift to the health thing now I think we still all have a lot of stories very interesting stuff as I've been talking to my clients and the the membership you know around all these really weird rules that we've brought with us from like a lifetime of weird like diets and this and that and the other but I feel that we are shedding them more and more now and we're really owning this health message and tapping into that is vitality isn't it it's kind of like zest for life it's it's mm-hmm. all of this kind of stuff and if you can have that and also be happy in your skin I think that is really what we're aiming for mm-hmm. yeah I feel like like that should be the indicator right like the zest for life like if that's coming back if you're feeling that like you're on the right path keep doing what you're doing and yes. notice when it starts to feel a little sticky or it starts to feel a little funky and then just realign and continue like refining it. Because I think that that's another piece that has been big for me too, is like, oh, okay. So what worked six months ago doesn't necessarily work fully for me right now. So what's working for me right now? Um, You know, six months ago, it made a lot of sense for me to focus on 
this aspect and this thing and this thing. But now that I'm focusing on it, it's actually creating worry and like more stress. And I'd love to kind of like speak about that as well too, of this idea of like how much is like too much when it comes to the control that we put on like the new lifestyle changes and like making sure everything is perfect and the food that we're eating and the to-do list of self-care, like how much is too much do you see with your clients where it actually becomes maladaptive? Yeah. I mean, I always say when, when you start doubting, always ask yourself, is this coming from a place of self-love? or self-control right Mm -hmm. and we know we know immediately where it's coming from and if it's self-control then that's a sign that we need to take a little step back and reassess where we're going I mean I really like to challenge my clients and sometimes they freak out I do work with women um, I don't work with women with um, actual eating disorders but women who've had like a bit of a disordered eating background sometimes and I love to challenge them with things you know one of the things we do is we look at their food diaries and and you know or look at the things they've been eating and I love to say things like this is looking a bit too healthy for me you know like when you see things like mm-hmm. it's like a green smoothie every day but it's like it's you can see there's, there's not enough protein or fat in there so I'm like right what we need to do is we need to put in some fat or even like carbs I'll be like right you need to put yeah. in some carbs in there and they're like oh. <laughs> Yes. You know, and then when I'm having those conversations, I'm assessing the reactions and then we'll have that very on open and honest conversation. But I would say as an individual, you know, going back to the self-love and the self-control, you know, if if you're obsessing about it, if it's not coming from a place of love, if it's actually, you know, making your life very restrictive, you know, like say you go to out for dinner with friends and you are literally freaking out at the menu. I would say that then this is a point where you have to revisit whatever it is that you're doing you know like we we have to want we want to have a much more fluid and fun relationship with our health with our nutrition with our lifestyle you know and there's got to be like a a bit of a a sort of like happy medium somewhere um but I would say yeah those telltale signs you know when you start becoming very restrictive and you look at a menu in a restaurant and you're like I can't eat any of this it's like okay yeah this is the point where maybe we need to start thinking about it or you go away for the weekend or you stay with friends and you're just like oh my god no I can't do you know this is like okay so what's going on here of course you want to eat the best you can all the time but you know if you're feeling uncomfortable and it's it's, you know again it goes back to stress isn't it because it's becoming something stressful Mm -hmm. then think about the impact that stress is having on your body and it's going to negate anything that you're doing nutritionally because actually you're just in a hyper stressed state again Mm, yeah I mean I have been there and done that and I remember I cut gluten and dairy for two years or something like that and Mm -hmm. my skin was still awful like it was just like (laughs) beet red and just was, it was burning on fire. And then I finally was like, you know what? I just really want pasta. I just really want (laughs) pasta. And I had pasta. And then I started drinking a cappuccino every single day with regular whole milk and my skin was totally fine. Like it was crazy that these things that I thought were having such a big impact on my, on, on my, on my hormones and on my skin, actually 
like had nothing, like they were doing nothing to it. And it's funny because when I did my blood work, um, they tested for a gluten intolerance and celiacs and I did not have that at all. (laughs) And so again, it goes back to like the self-diagnosis part of it as well too. Like really, I I think anybody listening, if this conversation is resonating with you, like, please reach out to Julieta because you can work with anybody globally. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so you can get tests done and like actually sit down with a professional that's going to walk you through it. And for me, I mean, it was such a breath of fresh air because I really thought that like, I thought my liver was messed up. My liver was fine. Um, I thought I couldn't do gluten. I thought I couldn't do dairy. I thought there were all of these different pieces that were wrong and really all that. I mean, not that it's like the easiest thing to fix, but really all that it is, is the DHE level, DHEA levels and the adrenal stress. And so that's what, instead of focusing on all of these things and like changing every single aspect of my life, it's okay, great. Let me focus on how I can lower my stress levels, how I can really start to identify the pieces that are, um, are playing into my stress because I live a generally like stress, um, or healthy lifestyle as far as like the things that I do to manage my stress. Mm -hmm. And be really intentional about these things versus feeling like I have to like completely make over my life in order to have like the picture perfect diet and lifestyle for what it means to be hormonally healthy. Yes, 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 absolutely. You know, I love what you've said about the testing and everything, you know, like you'll come almost a bit disappointed, aren't you? You're like, oh, oh, there's, you know, like there is no problem there is no dairy problem um, yeah. but you know, do it it's great to do it like you say because then at least you can cut you, you can sort of like identify what the problem is and just focus on that rather than cause yourself a load of stress by cutting out food groups that you don't need to and all of those things um you know my, my personal story was like you I was convinced I had like everything every single thing wrong with me and me my problem has been that I've lived in a very toxic city for a long time so in London mm. I was I have actually quite high levels of pollutants in my body which I'm now working to detox um but everything else came back fine you know and I kept on testing and I was like oh that's disappointing but I'm so pleased because it's actually really liberating as well I'm like oh I don't need to worry about my liver my liver's actually like you said it's actually fine there's no problem with it you know what I need to do is pull out the toxins that's fine but I know that my liver is more than capable of pulling out the toxins which is great you know Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, I was like, "Uh oh, I can't have a glass, like a glass of wine, or I can't have like a single cocktail. And then when, if I would, because I always loved rebelling against myself and I hated putting control (laughs) around anything that I do, um, I would feel so much guilt and freak out and be like, I'm going to get a zit in the morning. It's going to happen. Like, oh my gosh, my, my liver is, my liver's failing. And I remember telling my mom this and she's like, Ava, your liver's not failing. You're 28 years old. (laughs) You don't, you don't, you're you're not an alcoholic. And, and so it was like, uh, it was really like nice to get my results back and know that like, I have a healthy liver and it's okay if I have a cocktail every once in a while. I don't need to treat it as if it's the end of the world. So yeah, I like, I can't stress it enough getting blood work done and hormonal, like all of the hormonal tests done is like really such a game changer because I don't think that it's healthy for us to self-diagnose ourselves. And I don't think that it's the fastest way to healing either. I think you're going to go through a lot of hoops of trying (laughs) to figure things out and buying a lot of senseless supplements and things that you probably don't need. Take it from me. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> yeah. 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 These are like I say, my clients that turn up with the two big bags full of supplements, like four yeah. years down the line. And it's like, oh, you know, but we've all done it because I've fallen for it as well. You know, even now, sometimes I'll see stuff on Instagram. And I'll be like, 
that sounds amazing. Obviously, then I put my nutritionist hat on, you know, and I do the research and I'm like, yeah, mm, not so good. But it's so compelling, isn't it? It's just so you're like, ah, oh, this is the answer to all of my problems. This little tub here is going to solve everything. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got to be very, very mindful of, of those things as well. Definitely. And it's worth just spending the money on, you know, the the kind of professional help. And 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 and, and there's loads of amazing, amazing people out there doing such such a brilliant work in the hormonal world. So, so exciting. Yes. Yeah. So how can people work with you? Are you available to work with people now? I know you have your yeah, membership so- and then one on one. Yeah, so at the moment, um, I will be reopening the doors to my membership probably in September. Um, and um, I also offer one-on-one packages where we do the testing, etc. Um, and I also um, will be launching uh, my signature group program, which is all about the different stages of the menstrual cycle. So how to really learn, live a lot more cyclically with, you know, the, the four stages. Um, and really, it's all about learning how to like eat more cyclically and like exercise more. I love that stuff. I love, love, love that stuff. So that will be launched again, um, probably October, I think, um, because I love doing it live and just kind of leading a group of women through that and, and all mm. of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like October is such a good time too, because we're moving out of that summer season. And I feel like as we're moving into like fall and then eventually winter, it's so nice to like, Oh, now I'm going to like take some time to like, just tune into my body and like start to learn my cycle. And I know that for myself changing how I work based off of my cycle has been so huge. I, for whatever Mm. reason, used to only launch like right when I was about to start my moon (laughs) because I didn't like, I didn't have any awareness. And then I would like the the days leading up to my launch, I'd just be in this, like my, I'd be in my moon cave. I'd be like (laughs) grumpy and be PMSing and crying and doubting myself. And then I finally was like, okay, Ava, like before you go to pick a date, when your program is going to come out, look at your cycle, (laughs) look at when you're ovulating. Don't look at like, make sure that your launch is not when you're about to start your cycle, give yourself that rest. And it's been such a game changer for me, um, as a business owner. So I think, especially for anyone that's listening, that's a business owner, I would definitely check out this course when it, this group program, when it comes out. I actually, I am putting together a course for business owners as well with another, a menstrual cycle friend of mine, a coach, we're going to be putting one specifically for aligning your business with your cycle um, that's awesome that's coming up as well because it's so needed and I, I love what you said I've, I've done that before I've even as a period coach I've, I've looked at the diary meticulously and then for some reason my cycles decided to go a bit wonky and I've still had to launch when I'm just like PMSing or just on the first day of my period and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> Well, we're learning. (laughs) Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation with me. I have learned so much from you. And again, I think for me, what I wanted to share with everybody, like biggest takeaway, and I would love for you to share like your biggest takeaway or something that someone could take home from this conversation. But for me, I think it's like, if you feel uh, like a desire to get more clarity around your hormonal health and just your overall health, get the testing done. Like definitely reach out to Julieta if you can get the testing done, or if you already know somebody, get some blood work done, get your testing done. Um, It will change your life. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I think to follow on from that, it's like, we are all different, right? So always listen to your body. I think that's kind of my takeaway from this is like, you know, listen, try and shut out the noise 
take it further if you need to. And also just remind yourself that we're not meant to feel the same every single day. So be okay with that. Please take some time off during your moon. You know, like, don't be like us. Don't launch courses. On your <laughs> it's not fun. I promise. <laughs> it, really it works. You can make it happen, but it's not like the, yeah. it's, it's not but the it's, most empowering. It, yeah. It's like a lot of energy is needed. Whereas yeah. if you did it, weeks during like before during ovulation you could do that with your eyes closed right yeah but like, exactly it's so difficult but yeah just you know just honor those energy cycles that you have in your own body and just really like yeah shed that guilt you know around feeling the same every day and if you feel that you want to take it further like we were saying get the testing get that help and and get identify things rather than this kind of crazy you know sort of guesswork that we all do actually Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Yeah. So um, find me on Instagram. I tend to be quite active on there. And I am at hormones underscore in underscore harmony. Um, So yeah, drop me a DM, come and follow me, say hello, ask me any question. I love answering all sorts of questions. She really does. It's very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when I get all these questions. I'm like, ooh, and I love doing the voice notes, as you know. So I love always, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to you about this. And I just love being able to connect with all these women all over the world. I'm like, it's so nice to to be trusted and to be asked these very deep personal questions, you know, and I just, I love making women just feel better about, you know, themselves. And they're like, oh, I don't feel so alone. Thank you so much. So please, please, please please reach out. And I will always, if I can't help you, I would always, always put you in touch with somebody who can. Um, Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. You are so gracious with your time and your energy. And I definitely feel seen every time that I talk to you. So thank you so much for sharing your love, your knowledge, and everyone that's listening, definitely go follow Julieta, reach out, say hi, share with her whatever resonated most with this episode. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much.